Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite with Russell Prue. The shows are so professional. Net Support Radio is the best. I love hearing about the latest in education technology. Just the best mix of music and information. We all listen to Net Support Radio. Net Support Radio gives you all the bad news you need. Net Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. And a very good afternoon to you, listener. It's four o'clock. It's Thursday, the 25th of January. And my goodness, have we had a fabulous day too. An amazing day here. Much busier than yesterday. And just teeming with people. You can hear from the background, yesterday was so much quieter. It's really good. I've got a great show lined up for you. We're chatting with Al Kingsley. We've got a really interesting primary assessment. Don't don't wince it's perfectly brilliant uh, tool to share with you it's currently free and you will like this just uses ipads love 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 really interesting one joe moretti is here he's talking about murder inc a really exciting uh, role play gaming environment that uses ipads just stunning stuff there as well alex jones is also with us dawn hallibone chris byers and i've just finished with martin bailey all on the show packed with some great music you are very very welcome to our live broadcast an amazing day uh, across the planet really um just where does one start really uh, on one side we have uh, the prime minister putting a foot firmly in it this is our prime minister who's wholly inappropriately used some language today that people like Jim Gamble and people like myself are very upset with. She's talking about the uh, internet industry getting a bit better at taking down images uh, and then she's meeting the president with a rug. You'll know who I'm talking about, the one whose rug has its own Twitter account. Uh, And he's the same guy that's been tweeting all this wholly inappropriate material as well. I just kind of think that there's a little irony, a little too much irony hanging around there and some double standards Uh, but we'll talk about that more in the show Uh, tweet me if you want to comment on that some very interesting things going on and some very good uh, presentations as well we've had a top author visit for a book signing here really really good Uh, and loads still to come so loads of ways of getting in contact with us listeners you can uh, text us you can tweet us Uh, I've opened a free uh, tech service today as well our standard tech service which is 85010 um, does carry a charge with it but I've got a free one now 07 uh, uh, 624 802 272 that free text number again is 07624 802 texts are zero charge to that number if you want to drop us a text we'll get that as well uh, we are of course on the email uh, we are radio at netsupportsoftware.com uh, we're across twitter just hashtag us netsupportradio we'll pick that up in the show there is so much to come keep the text keep the tweets coming I've got some music lined up but I could play some other stuff as well we've got a crack hours worth of content with you um uh, internet's a little better today we made some official representations i believe uh, and so we may have been afforded just a few more bits and bytes on our upstream we'll see how that goes i'm sure someone will let me know if we lose it don't worry it'll all be available to listen again on the website netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio it will all be there do not go anywhere we've got a great show you with me russell prue safe hands for the next hour 
on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. I don't understand what's going on here. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Live at Bet. In the mix. Time to welcome Al Kingsley back to Net Support Radio here at Bet 2018. Al, uh, Net Support are in the Bet Futures area for the very first time. Why are you there this year? Well, it's a bit of a departure for us, but we are in a very, very exciting position to be launching a brand new product this year. Wow. Under the umbrella name Really School, which um, for us is something that's separate to the core business that Net Support's involved in fundamentally working with the IT classrooms and network managers in school. Sure. So really school being a brand new solution aimed at the primary sector for helping track and record the learning journey for young people. We felt it was good to give it its own space and to launch it alongside other new innovative solutions this year. Hence the reason we decided to um, give it spot over at Bet Futures and I'm really glad we have done because already it's allowed um, us to engage with lots of other innovative um, teachers um, and TAs within the education space. Well I think it's where the industry goes to have a look on the horizon to see what's galloping over and heading towards you uh, and and some of the stuff it's a really good starting position it's almost an incubator kind of uh, showcase a lovely opportunity but you're much further along with this as well. T- tell us some more about how it kind of works and how colleagues would use this in the classroom and is this available right now wow well we're galloping I mean that in itself I'm quite I'm, I might use that as our next marketing speak we're galloping into the future for educational assessment you take that you <laughs> take that no, no. so what we're cho- choosing to do he says bumping hold of the microphone there and um, what we're choosing to do is use the the experience of, of bet futures to really use it as a bellwether for, for educators as to how we're doing how the functionality is stacking up it is available for free for schools to sign up and try wow. after bet um, and if I, if I encapsulate the kind of the, the flow and process, do, do please. You know, we're, we're all used to in secondary education the concept that we can assess children's progress and understanding by testing and examining them. Yep. And at primary, we might have a, a view as to whether it's appropriate, but you know, we ha- we have SATs that do that as well. Yep. Whether they're a really fair and full measure is a different debate altogether. Um, so. In truth, the way that we assess children's progress and performance is by observing what they're doing yes. and allowing those qualified educators to make you know, judgments on how, on how well they're progressing as young people. Mm. And so the, the visual and audible sense of seeing what children are doing. Um, in many schools, parents are used to turning up for parents' evening and pulling a book from a tray and seeing those journals of stuck-in pictures and photos and observations and sure. so on. And at the same time, there are other solutions that can do it in a more digital sense. What we found is that the most, you know, the most pressing commodity in the classroom is time. Absolutely. And so we wanted to, to deliver a tool that would allow TAs and teachers in the classroom to really quickly and easily observe each kind of, you know, success that a child has within the classroom, each piece of great work they're doing, but to make it as easy as possible by quickly aligning it to all those learning objectives that you'd expect from EYFS, Key Stage 1, Key Stage 2 and beyond. So, you know, walking through a simple lesson, children are on the table, they're working and doing a bit of um, very simple creative writing. Um, The TA or teacher can quickly pull out the iPad, they can identify which class it is, they can select the students on the fly with a quick click and swipe, 
and then they can pull down the EYFS criteria for perhaps children at developmental age 40 to 60 or their, you know, their um, early learning goals sure. as outcomes and then quickly against each child they can track them and, and record that so that in minutes they've got that record of the developmental progress. When they come back and see the child doing something similar in a few weeks' time, then they can start to develop whether the child's secure in that knowledge and understanding. So capturing evidence there, can you use the camera and stuff to record Absolutely. That? So, so from, a, from a tablet point of view, and you know, we're, we're using both the, the, the written notes, but we're also capturing the evidence and photographs for that nice. that then get pulled up for teachers to see within our web interface. But, of course, that third part of the journey then is being able to share that with parents. Yeah. And it's all part of that framework. And although we're looking at the traditional... Um, EYFS and Key Stage 1, Key Stage 2. We've also included in there things like P-Scales for ICN children, COEL, ECAT and other measures. So it's all served up there in seconds. And it's a framework that's going to be growing. What's lovely now is with a single click, not only can you share it with parents, but you can output a digital learning journal that can be wow. either printed or saved. So again, we're, we're trying to save time in the classroom, but also engage. One of the things we kept hearing back from schools was engagement with parents is a real challenge now lots of the parents you know are not either particularly from EAL parents perhaps don't have the language skills sure. or aren't engaging as much as they used to at the doorstep of the school in the morning and afternoons and so the best way to engage with parents now is to deliver via a medium that they're used to you know and most parents like many of us have their smartphone close at hand and if you've got a way to get in front of them hopefully you've got a way to start dialogue in a positive sense about how their child's progressing. So let's just be clear about that. So when you say share, when you said share, I thought, you know, you'd be inviting your parents in and here it is digitally and all I've done is just kind of replicate the old-fashioned paper-based here. But what you're talking about is actually delivering this content electronically. Look how well little Russell did at school today. Here's a photograph of his work as well as some notes alongside it. I like that. Or perhaps better still, Russell and his class were on a field trip today. Yep. Here's some real-time feedback on how they got on. And by the way, the, the minibus will be late home, so don't get to the car park till four o'clock. It's not bad, is it? A bit it, of joined-up thinking there. And you're very well-placed to do that with all the kind of big data and the, the way in which you kind of mash data up and historically have done that as part of your other products. I think this is very good. The synergy for us makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, fundamentally, net supports about making sure that IT estate is effective, operational, and schools are getting best value back from it. Nice. So once we know all the kits effectively being used, who better than to say, look, in an IT classroom, use our classroom management software. For the teachers, let's give you some extra software and tools to get the most out of that investment and all mm. those iPads and so on. If I like what I hear, and I certainly do, where should I go for more information? Well, you can head over to see us for the rest of this week across at Bet Futures. Of course. You can come and see us on the next sports stand, or you can head to hopefully a fairly memorable www.reallyschool.com where you can sign up for a free trial that is and really have a play useful. as well. That's really, really useful, really catchy, and hopefully really good. <laughs> and really worthwhile as well. So reallyschool.co. It's just splendid, absolutely splendid. Congratulations, great product, and great contribution. Well done, Al. Thank you very much, Russ. On the Anderton Tiger Radio Network, Net Support Radio with Russell Prue. Just the best mix of news and information. Top quality education radio broadcasting. I'll definitely be listening at four o'clock. Net Support Radio gives you all the best news you need. Russell always has amazing guests. I love hearing about the latest in education technology. Net Support, all the elements for successful school IT management. Don't worry, this is not an advertisement for a banking institution. You're listening to Russell. We're live across the planet. This is Net Support Radio. Good afternoon. It's 12 and a half minutes past four. 
and we're live to five. I just love that Saint Motel if you're ever looking for that cold, cold man. Absolutely stunning. And accidentally came across that in the library and thought you'd just absolutely love it. Amazing. Uh, thanks very much indeed. We had a tweet here. This is Jess V, who said, currently listening to Net Support Radio. Thanks a lot, Jess. Really good that you're in there as well. Uh, we went to visit the Really uh, School. So if you want to follow them on Twitter, I didn't know this is at Really School UK. Stand yesterday during bet and we loved the demo and really will be trying our free trial tool as well thank you so much indeed that's really nice lovely uh, lovely to hear from you as well uh, also ian rocky oh, such a big major fan that chap absolutely brilliant uh, fascinating listening to russell Prue talking to al kingsley about reallyschool.com you're absolutely right i'll be checking that out tomorrow yes of course ian is with us live in the studio tomorrow and i'm so looking forward to that had an email from you and i'll read that in just a little while loads more guests and some cracking more music something from take that i also found in my library and thanks very much indeed for the request we'll be playing what we can of that later on in the show next up it's tony shepherd it's an interesting subject but it is really important it's legal compliance and we have to talk about it it's really get those tweets get those emails get those contacts coming the show right now on 85010 starting your message with the word radio it's interview time on the mass again lucky to be joined by the fabulous tony shepherd without son tiger face today tony what is going on Oh, well, you know, I say for the special occasions, Friday's a fantastic day with all the uh, teachers and so many digital leaders here, and then we've got the teach meet in the evening, so that's what I'm saying for the special occasions. Okay, one understands. I'm also joined by Al Kingsley again here. Uh, we need to cover some fairly uh, uh, raw topics, some quite important kind of legal topics. Uh, GDPR is on everyone's lips at the moment. Just briefly, very quickly, and I'll give you 30 seconds, I'll put a clock on there. Tell me what that's all about. Well, there's an update in the regulations from the EU, and actually, when you look at the Data Protection Act, it's it's over 10 years old. You know, it needed a bit of an update. Um, Google wasn't around when the original European Directive was actually being written. Um, and when you consider where we are now, we've got around about four and a half terabytes of data around uh, pupils and students being moved around within schools every single day. Sure. Print all that off, you know, stack the sheets of paper, 220 miles, that's the International Space Station. That's a lot of data that gets shifted around. So, obviously, with all the social media, things need to be changed. Um, there's been improvements on rights, and that's one of the things that we have to remember. This is around rights, so you've got the right to erase you, you know, the right to be forgotten as it is used with Google, very important. It's also about transparency, it's also about sharing the information with the pupils, the staff, the parents, about what's happening in the school with data. Now, that's what the crux of it is. The compliance bit, that's the effort, it's the churns, the operational stuff, it's making sure you've got the right policies and everything. It's knowing what have you got. Why are you using it? Do you still need to use it? Yeah. You know, it? It's all of that side of things. It's all good practice that we should be doing anyway, but you know, in, in the, the, uh, the years since Bechtel's demise, um, ICO has been putting some stuff out, but there's been nobody who's done a complete overhaul of everything that's been going on. So right. it's been good to tie in with, with all of that side. Okay, and we've got Al in the conversation as well here. Al, are we right to be concerned about this? Well, I think the legislation is there and we have an obligation to meet it. And I think 
it's an interesting position for NetSupport. We look at it as a vendor in terms of those kind of data maps of what we and our products use and take within schools. Uh, every organisation, education otherwise, has to meet compliance with the GDPR. Um, I'm looking at it wearing the hat from a trust perspective as well. Sure. And as Tony said, lots of the elements of this are things that good practice in schools is already undertaking. Um, and we've looked at it and said, look, the most important thing that is missing right now for schools is clarity and information. Mm -hmm. and, and as a vendor, it happens to be that some of our tools, Netsport DNA, provide support on one strand of that, which is the data discovery and understanding where some of that digital data resides. Um, working alongside GDPR in schools, they're providing that real journey in terms of tracking right the way through and understanding what those steps are to meet compliance. And it is all about both understanding what you've got, where it's stored, sure. and then the efforts you take to actually protect that and report it if there's a problem. Now, uh, Tony, you said something, you know, European legislation, and I'm always really on guard now when I hear the words <laughs> European. Uh, the last time I looked, the country voted to come out of Europe. What's the impact of that? Do we still need to be looking at the, the legislation? Is the government already pre-committed to adopting these kind of guidelines, or is this just a sensible thing to do? It's a bit of a combination, really. Um, the Data Protection Bill is actually the GDPR applied to the UK. So it's where we make our choice about those things, where we can make our choice. So what's the considered to be the age of of understanding to grant consent over certain things and we've said in the UK 13 sure uh, that, that you know, is quite in line with a lot of thinking within the states within Australia you know around the world and, and that's a, a, a good thing to understand that also allows us to put into place um, any other aspects that we need to do but so there's an act of, act of law that's going through Parliament now right it's just finished with the House of Lords it's in the House of Commons you know so this is one of our first big pieces of planning a bill to be flexible. Um, and we have to remember that when all of the regulation was being written, you know, 2016 it was agreed, and we've had a two-year breathing space to actually get our act together. Um, that was actually written by us as well. We have been part of that group writing it. So even if we were writing it on our own, it would have still come out the same. We've written it together because... You know, the, the last um, set of laws was actually a directive, um, and, school, um, and schools, you know, felt the effect of well, the UK has decided sure. to do it this way, you know, other countries have decided to do it this way. So, as far as schools are concerned, they've had a bit of a mismatch. The same's happened with other industries as well. So, this has been a chance to pull everything together, standardise it, sure. and actually keep everybody in the centre. Brilliant. Okay, sounds. I have clarity now. What are my first steps? Is there a checklist? Which should I go somewhere? Who should I listen to? Well, people like the ICO obviously don't understand. They have the 12 steps to um, the adoption of GDPR. Uh, with GDPR in schools, what we've done is we've actually put a bit more of an education friendly language around it. Um, we also are giving out a lot of other further advice, including around what tools you should use. First thing is you need to know what data you've got. You need to be able to look at what supplies you've got, what software's running, who's got all of those Excel spreadsheets with uh, assessment data just floating here, there and everywhere. How many times has that spreadsheet been copied somewhere? You know, it's a case of every single head of the department has the same copy of the exact same data. Um, you know, and, and, and unless you know where things are, you don't know what you're doing with it. You don't know why you're using it. You don't know what protections are sticking on the place. So, lastly, that, that element of data discovery is probably one of the most important bits you're ever going to do. 
all of the other bits running through your order of is your network secure? All, all of the things that you sure. should be doing anyway, password policies, are devices encrypted when you take them off-site? Right. All, all of those things are okay. good practice anyway. So uh, this is, if nothing else, schools should look at this as an opportunity just to kickstart some of the things that they should have been doing. Okay, well, that's more far-reaching than I thought it was, really, in terms of, so I've learned something here as well. Uh, people want to find out more. Where should they just generally go? Are there resources here for us? Oh, well, obviously, this week we'll be saying come along to the net sport stand yeah. we're here talking about it we've got representatives from gdpr schools are on the stand every afternoon tony's yeah. here with, with his colleagues from two till three in each day um, on the website we've got a section now about gdpr linking through both to our products and the broader solutions and guidance is coming from gdpr for schools so i'd say check that out and um, get informed and we look forward to the Tiger on Friday, really. It, it is also worth saying that the DFE are producing guidance on this. They are dripping it out, uh, so they have already produced the idea of the data ecosystem, so that fits in with the data discovery. Um, they have produced a recent video on some, some guidance wow. about what you should be doing as well. So, yeah. so the DFE are giving advice out. We have to remember the data protection bill is still going for Parliament. Yes, of course. Nothing's set in stone. Um, but advice is out there. It's coming out there. There's groups of us that are working on it together, both with schools, with suppliers, with government departments. One of the other topics which is which is relevant to the conversation this week that we're seeing is as well as the compliance, one of the topics is about having a DPO and how different schools might adopt somebody who's at least one step removed from the data. And so there's been a move recently where we've seen more trusts looking at trustees as being elected to be a data protection officer for a trust, Brilliant. where there's the appropriate skill set. So I think some of the conversation that's going on now is about filling in the gaps with now the guidance to make sure that it can be done most effectively, not just for the one time, but to make it sustainable for the long term. Going forward, this is really good. Well, excellent. Stop right here, listeners. Find out more. Get in contact with Tony. Talk to Al. Good resources on the website. Gentlemen, thanks very much. Always Thank you. Pleasure. Always nice to have the team over here. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Thanks, Tony. GDPR sounds like a boy band. Fabulous. It's compliance. It's important, and we need to get on top of it. Find out the information from him, or just look it up on the web. Thanks so much, indeed. Really good. Uh, we have Joe Moretti. It's murder, and it's coming up next. Check this out. You're listening to Net Support Radio with Russell Prue. I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> Listeners very pleased to be catching up with their very dear friend, Joe Moretti. Welcome to Net Support Radio. It's so good to have your company. How are you this year? Uh, I'm extremely well. It's really nice to be here and, of course, to be in your company, good sir. You're a very kind gentleman. Uh, tell the listeners about this really exciting project that you are involved in. I just love, love, love hearing about this. Tell me all about it. Well, my wife, Fee, and I are working on a very exciting resource for literacy and numeracy. It's called the MasterChef Murder. Uh, it's cross-platform, although, of course, I, I work with iPads mainly, and as they walk around with their devices... The content for the murder, the videos, the interactive widgets, um, they're all triggered in proximity to eye beacons that are supplied in the murder mystery box. The cool thing is that it comes with a USB stick, a Murder Inc. USB stick, which has got 10 complete projects, not lesson plans. The lesson plans are in there. Sure. They're far more than just uh, 10 lessons, possibly half a term, term's work, supplied with it. So basically the children get on the case, okay. walk around with their devices, 
and when they're in proximity to the beacon, of which there are six, um, you can set it up basically as a whole event, or you could release the beacons or open them up one at a time, maybe one a day, like you would do the chapter of a book, um, or one a week, depends on how you want to, to deploy it and how you want to use the resource. Very exciting. It is really good. Uh, age group, what are you aiming this at? It's upper key stage two, lower key stage three, but actually we've, we've even done this with 16 and 18-year-olds. I did a session with some teachers, and as they actually sold some of the clues, there was fist pumping. Teachers were like, yes, we've cracked that bit of the case. Um, actually, it's a parallel for what we'd want to do with the integration of tech in education, yeah. which is use tech in a meaningful way. Yeah. So actually, that's where it started from, and it just kind of grew from there. What kind of learning outcomes can educators expect from this? Is it about geography? Is it about inquiry? Is it about pupil-led discovery? That's a really great question. Uh, First of all, there are certain aspects of literacy and numeracy that are very evident as you're going through there. For example, um, what, what do we know about that character? Why do we think that? What have they said? So there's reading for understanding, et cetera. But there's a lot of problem solving. And ideally, you would put the children in groups. So there's going to be collaborative work. Uh, and then they, then you would be peer-to-peer. So all of the elements that I would want to see in an interesting lesson, yeah. they should be there. But part of the resources have got sort of key slides. So the inspector, you put the inspector up on, on, on your screen. He's got key questions like take screenshots, uh, examine everything, um, a, a, a question, inquire. I like this. I get it. I like it. How much does it cost? Is it a lot of money? Are there lots of bits to get here? Is it difficult to set up? Well, I was going to bring a box with me, but of course we're on radio. But you get everything in the box. And the resources is priced at £199, inclusive of that. The whole thing, yes, it's very affordable. Okay. But I did want to say to your listeners, um, if they either get in contact with me me through um, Twitter, Joe underscore Moretti, or through the website murder-inc.co.uk, we're putting together some half-day events where teachers can actually come and play it. Mm. Um, If they want to bring some of their charges with them and actually see how children engage with it see one of the key elements uh, Russell is that we, we were running an event recently there were boys who really were reluctant to read they were reluctant to write things down but yep. as they were playing the game it became obvious there was a need oh if I read this I need this and then they were discussing and then that. they said no get a whiteboard write this down because Absolutely. we need to so the point was that had a yeah. and it enforced actually and they were doing it naturally. Um, for us, I, you know, I got a little buzz there thinking, wow, we've facilitated that. Yep. And they just need, I need a reason, they need a purpose, they need something with an outcome there. Can, can I just briefly ask, how is the kind of murder mystery thing sitting with educators? I still meet some people that are kind of, oh, that's a very adult kind of themed content for the kids, but then you look at any bookshop and there's mm. a whole range of stuff here and kind of half of me says, well, that's about resilience and it's about there and you've kind of pitched it at the upper mm. age range of there. How, is, how are educators receiving that? Well, for a start, there's actually no violence or blood and gore. Okay. So we've avoided that. Uh, plus, and they I still think, like it. They still oh, the kids. They like love it. horror. I mean, <laughs> I know, horror, horror is exciting, I don't, I don't, and they I like that, that kind of thing. <laughs> I actually meant to say, any collective of schools yes. could actually say, "Do you know what? Would you come and do one of these?" And we're going to put on a very few, yes, but totally free. Okay. So people should get in contact with me and bring schools together. Nice. We'll do it okay. just so they can experience it. But yes, going back to your point, I mean, they're playing computer games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a great one for actually underestimating early years just how much they can cope with yeah. or I, I meant in terms of tech but the, the content 
it's not gory. Okay. And, and could it be changed in any way if you had particular students with particular needs or thematic-based learning? Could, could it be, or is it always a murder mystery whodunit kind of activity? This acti- activity is actually always uh, a murder mystery. For, right. for example, uh, the, the first project is actually building your dossier of right. evidence, okay. which you would naturally do in something like Book Creator. Sure. So okay. all of the projects, uh, you know, there's a news item on, on, on Beacon number two, give us a news flash or a newspaper headline. Wow. So that's kind of reading and then reducing all the information to the headline. All the things you know, we've done, but they're, they're, they're into the game. It's gamification. It's very interesting, Joe. Really good. Give everyone the URL. Where do we find more details and how do we get in touch with you again? Okay, so that's murder-inc.co.uk. Perfect. Uh, or Joe underscore Moretti on Twitter. Follow me. Uh, there is a Murder Inc. Uh, Twitter handle. They'll find that there. And I'd love to hear from them. Brilliant. Rick, thanks for joining us. A really exciting product that I wasn't expecting to hear about. It's been an absolute Joe Moretti, pleasure. Thank pleasure. You. Nice to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Ned support. All the elements for successful school IT management. Ah, oh, brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Joe, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, time has just coming up to 28 minutes to five. We've got loads more content still to come. Alex Jones from First News is up next. But before that, I just wanted to say hi to Jas Fee, who's come back to us on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Jas. It's really kind of you. Um, thanks for the shout out on the radio. Uh, you are very welcome, sir. Very welcome indeed. Lisa at Really School uh, UK stand provided an in-depth demo of the product highly recommended two i think uh, uh two gold bars there thank you very much more are always welcome um, but it is nice to see that you've uh, you've emoticoned that and thank you so much indeed uh, for your comments uh, also ian is listening on the app thank you very much ian it's really good i'll read your email in just a little while uh, alex jones is next keep those emails keep those tweets coming um can you hear it's still incredibly busy here. It's really good. Uh, a brilliant day too. Where were you yesterday? That's the question. Um, there are obviously not uh, elsewhere, which is always good news. Um, still to come, uh, Alex, Dawn Hallibone, Chris Byers, Martin Bailey. But next up, it's Alex Jones. Do not go anywhere. Net Support delivers all the elements for successful school IT management. Listeners, really pleased to be catching up with some very dear friends of mine at First News. I'm a big fan and have been for many, many years. A brilliant First News Live, which is an online resource, but also a really good weekly newspaper in print that lots of schools already subscribe to. So this won't be new to, and I have with me Alex Jones, who's in the studio with it. Alex, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. So a real pleasure. Now, you've got something really new and very exciting to talk to me about. Let me know about that first. Okay, so we have the First News iHub. It provides weekly news to help children understand the world that they're growing up in. Uh Uh, Each week, we have differentiated reading activities and comprehensions and debates that are available in three levels. Yes. Uh, They are designed to support children uh, develop reading and comprehension skills and vocabulary. It's very exciting, very engaging and an interactive platform. Brilliant. Uh, we won, We actually won the Primary Digital Content Bet Award last year for the iHub. So if you'd like to come and have a play on our stand, we are located at H390 yep. and you can find out more about the benefits of the iHub and the special offers that we've got available. At the Brilliant. Moment. Do you have the web address handy? Can you tell me exactly where that is? Yeah, so you can head to www.firstnews.co.uk forward slash schools. Perfect. 
just absolutely brilliant. So you've you've used your journalistic and brilliant uh, presentation skills just to produce this really interesting reading and comprehension guide. Absolutely stunning and a, a natural progression for you as well. But I'm yeah. I'm still such a fan of the of the online and the print media, which yeah. is so invaluable for our, our customers that are running radio stations to kind of look useful news up and you know they can go to lots of sources but an extra one and one that has a traditional print does have a really important tactile feel it's still a popular platform for you yeah yeah definitely yeah so we're still producing the papers every week every friday uh, we still have our reading activities that go alongside that to help the children understand what it is and, and learn what's going on yeah so we still do all of that alongside the the digital content that we do absolutely stunning and that's a really important so apart from just the print material you have additional learning resources yes. yeah also every friday so similar to the ihub uh, printable though these ones so they're pdf format we have three levels so there's level one which is for lower key stage two we have level two which is upper key stage two and we then have level three which will be key stage three so pupils in year seven and eight so you can use it right from uh sort of year three in primary up until year eight secondary love it love it um how new are there is this new i this new hub resource that have just yeah so the iHub, which is the digital reading platform that is a year old uh, so yeah we kind of we launched it around last year and that's when we won the Bet Award for Congratulations it. for that as well. Thank you very much. Really good. Excellent. A year on, how is that going? Amazing. It's growing. Um, so much more content. We have now got debates which are going live next week. Um, which Love is it. amazing. Gives the Love children it. a chance to have their say, see what other people are saying. They can debate it in class, across the school. Um, it's Yeah, we've tested it. Incredible feature. Everybody loves it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just give us that web address one more time and I yeah. should thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, so it's www.firstnews.co.uk forward slash schools. Forward slash schools. Listeners, you heard it here. Alex, thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. from First thank News. Thank you for having really, me. You're very, very welcome. A great resource. Listeners, get over there and find out the very latest information. There. Thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Bye. Four, three, two, one. Back by popular demand. Don't understand what's going on here. This is fantastic. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is the best station. They have a variety of music. It's a wide variety. I love this station. On the Anderton Tiger Radio Network with Russell Prue. Trust us for all your news from the show floor. So hilarious. Yeah, it's very entertaining. They're entertaining. <laughs> I just like everything about it. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Keep this frequency clear. They usually have it on as much as I can. They're making radio fun again. Oh, yeah. This is my next guest is in the studio. Is someone with the surname Cowell. I've asked the inevitable question and no relation to Simon <laughs> whatsoever. It's Rick Cowell, who is uh, from the Association of Network Managers in Education. Rick, welcome to Net Thank Support you. Radio. Really good to have you. Talk to me about your work and what you get up to. Uh, well, I'm a full-time network manager in a secondary school, first of all. Uh, so that's my main job. Uh, but I also founded, co-founded and, and run the Association of Network Managers in Education, the ANME. Uh, we formed that in 2014. Um, and going strong so uh, yeah it's, it's basically a networking group for people that do IT support in schools um, and it's all about face to face contact getting them together getting them sure. out of the office introducing them to new technologies and developments but that key face to face contact with the peers in other schools so they can uh, discuss you know face to face what's going on current issues and problems um, 
rather than just kind of messaging about it or emailing, they can actually meet other people and put faces to names. And do you think that's still a, a really important aspect of their work in there? Because because these people are often working in silos, as we say. They kind of they, they know what they know, and 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 it's all about the job. And it's really hard to look at other best practice opportunities, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's so easy to get blinkers on, really, and, and just focus on what you're doing day in day out, and the job just gets boring. Um, and it gets quite lonely. So yeah. to know that other people are having the same problems, legitimately having the same problems, um, it is a key key part of the job, and it really does give you a boost. Um, just reassurance that you're doing the right thing, you're on the right track, um, and you're not facing the problems alone. Are they? Uh, is there a, a, a minimum qualification here? Are they all kind of very geeky people, or or, or are these kind of ordinary people who've just kind of fallen into the role? I, I remember the old story that you know in the olden days, anyone that said, "Oh, you're you're a maths expert, you can manage our IT," or or I see there's a screwdriver hanging out of your school satchel bag, um, you can manage our IT. I mean, it used to just be definitely. Know, we're are we still experiencing those kind of problems, or are not not so much? We've got a few members that kind of started off that way but have developed with the role right but there's you, it's harder to get away with that now than it was back in the day um so most of the people some have still fallen into it i fell into it really um but you, you learn on the job and then schools are, are wising up to a certain extent about the need for training and, and they want certification they want microsoft certification they want quite often it depends on the school on the environment um experience still counts for a lot and it always good. does count for good, a lot good. In, I'm really in it Wow. So, what are, what are your jobs at Better? Are you recruiting people? Are you, uh, do you always on the lookout for new members? Um, it's free to join. Um, we run meetings in four regions: um, Northwest at the moment, Birmingham, West Midlands, uh, East Midlands, sorry, and in the South. Wow. Um, so, twelve meetings a year in total, um, and they're all free to attend for the members. Um, yeah, so that always welcoming new members. And, and are you getting a lot of support from industry, or are they, or are they still? Do some see you as the enemy? No, no, absolutely not. They, they're really supportive. Um, loads of companies. It's been. I don't want to say we're fighting them away, but we really are. There's a waiting list of companies that are interested now. Um, and from the start, right from the start in 2014, we've had a lot of companies interested. To begin with, we had to kind of fight our cause a bit, you know, before people heard of us. Um, but now they're, they're really uh, interested in getting on board. And we're going to be um, net support to business sponsor this past year, and we're looking forward to working with them closer in the next 12 months from April. Well, I have to own up to not. Uh, this is a new organisation to me as well, and this right. is my 34th pet. So wow. you've escaped my attention, I have to say, for some time. But we've uh, that is remissful on my part, and we've certainly putting that right right now, yeah, which yeah. is just perfect as well. So what's the plan? Do you want a, a, a broad membership? Is it primary and secondary? Are you looking at people in, in college settings? I mean, is there a minimum specification? No minimum spec at all, no minimum knowledge, no minimum qualification, nothing at all, as long as you're employed by the school, working in IT support, so technician or a network manager um, you're welcome to join um, primary secondary college six forms I don't think we've got any from unis but unis are a completely different ball game anyway indeed they um, are and so yeah pr- the members are primarily from secondary schools wow uh, or predominantly from secondary schools I should say um, but we do have them from, from all sorts of schools and um, environments so yeah it's welcome to all brilliant if uh, we've caught someone's attention right now they're kind of thinking this might just be for me where should they go and how do they find out more rick uh, well i'm based on d160 um all week um, but they can always go to ame.co.uk um and there's more, loads more information there and a link to join there as well um, and they can join online and it's free and we've got the online environment for them as well 
doesn't get any better with that. Chatting live with Rick Cowell, who is from the Association of Network Managers in Education. If you're interested, get across to his website, follow him on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Rick. Thank you very much. Just coming up to 17 minutes to 5 o'clock. We're live until 5. We've had an email from Ian Rocky. want to say thanks a lot, Ian. Another great show this afternoon. You're so kind. Uh, bringing together the very best of bet through Education Radio Broadcasting. Again, what can I say? Thank you so much. It's really nice to hear from you. Uh, please can I have a shout-out for all the amazing staff at Westwood with Iford Primary School? You certainly can, Ian, who've given us another great day at school. Well, that's all we ask from our staff. The Ocarina... I have so many questions about this. The Ocarina Assembly for parents was a huge hit. And our first live gig. I have so many more questions. I need more information. What was an Ocarina Assembly? You're going to come and answer that for sure. Uh, If you take your request, please can I ask for Titanium by Katy Perry? You certainly can. And Pompeii by Bastille. I certainly can't play the Pompeii one, but I'll do my best to squeeze Katy Perry in. Still to come, Dawn Hallibone from London Grid for Learning. She is up next. Don't go anywhere. Listeners, always like my annual catch-up with the fabulous Dawn Hallibone, who is now big mover and shaker at London Grid for Learning. Dawn, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you, Russell, and thank you for having me along again. Always a pleasure. What is new with you at London Grid? So, at London Grid, we launched a couple of months ago with Child Bereavement UK, a resource that's actually open access to all schools across the country. Wow. Called um, Managing a Sudden Death in the School Community. So when something terrible happens, very often school leaders don't know where to go to or where to turn. Nope. So this resource is 19 short videos, 24 different packs, including assemblies, mainly used for staff training, but for school leaders to have somewhere to go to because child bereavement know that how you support a child in those first few days, months, and following on can have a huge impact. And I can't tell you how pleased and excited I am in a an appropriate way yes but that is but but you're absolutely right we've all kind of uh, we recently met at a, a, a wake quite recently and, yep. and there's a lot of it about and if there's one sure thing that there's going to be a bereavement exactly so, and, and like, wow the I'm fact really that pleased. that is open access and it's with child bereavement uk and it's using their videos and their expertise but using the power of online technology to get that into schools. Wow, I'm really impressed, really impressed. What else for London Grid? So for London Grid, we've also um, expanded our augmented reality and virtual reality. So we've got a new Romans coming. So in virtual reality, you can stand on Hadrian's Wall and duck the arrows. Or in augmented reality, you can fire a first century Roman blister. Wow. And that's going to go down really well. The children have loved doing that. And it shoots it across the table. Won't hurt anyone because it's all in augmented yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, no, try telling that to some of the staff. But I love, I love it. Oh, wow, amazing! And how is everyone in London Grid? Everyone is perfect in London Grid. And the only thing we launched yesterday was LGFL TV. So short videos that you can watch, um, all about how to let's get digital. So Microsoft and Google both telling you how to move to the cloud, whichever cloud you would like to go to. Brilliant. But short video strategies for school leaders. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You're having a good show? I'm having an excellent show, and if you're at the show, come and see us. We're on stand D260. 260, excellent. And as ever, if you are in the market for looking for some great resources, where should they be heading? They should be heading to D260 and London Grid for Learning. London Grid for Learning. Thank you so much indeed, Dawn. Great to catch up with you. And Thanks you, Russell, darling. So Take much care. For Bye-bye. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Dawn, really enjoyed that as well. Thanks again uh, for the shout-outs there as well. Uh, still keep those texts coming. Keep those emails coming. We're on for a 
another 14 and a half minutes. Still loads to come. Thank you so much indeed for everyone who stopped by to the stand, had a conversation with us today. Chris Byers from EduGeek is up next, and then we've got Martin Bailey. Still a couple of great contributions to come. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's still a really interesting show. I love you guys. You are now about to witness the strength of street You're listening to Russell Crowe, broadcasting on the Anderson Tiger Radio Network. Don't understand what's going on here. Listeners, always good to catch up with. Many will know Chris. Chris Byers, who's the founder of EduGeek, a a real interesting group and uh, of professionals kind of running and responsible for um, running our school's infrastructure up and down the country. It's a free-to-join uh, group, and they do some stunning work. Chris, welcome to the show, and thanks very much indeed. Uh, how many bets is this? This must be a significant number for you, really. This is our tenth. We, we hadn't realised. We sat down, um, and somebody said, so how many, how many years have we been going now? And the first kind of presence we had here was in 2006, where we had people giving, in, giving out leaflets back at Olympia. And then one of our admins at the time, Tony Shepherd, he managed to wrangle us a stand actually helping out as part of the bet show. And I couldn't be on it that year because I was still employed by Lancashire and I wasn't allowed to really have sort of two jobs. So I sort of had to quickly pop by and say hi. But the next year was the first full year we did it. Well done. So, um, yeah. Brilliant. What else? Go on, so that I really, I mean, so no, it's, it's really good to have you, and thank you so yeah. much. It's like having, you know, almost like royalty, really, almost. <laughs> really good. Um, we, we've seen a lot of changes in the just the short ten years that you've been uh, uh, producing EduGeek and, and its support services there. What's currently on the agenda at the moment? We're just briefly chatting off air there, but uh, yeah. what, what's in the minds of uh, your members, really? Oh. Well, apart from GDPR, it's budgets. It has to be budgets. We've had a few people already... Well, one person who came down today said his budget is zero for the next 12 months. And it is people trying to make do with more for longer. And and it's always been the case, I think, but especially now. But it does have the benefit of newer technology lasts longer. So if you get a five-year-old PC, it will last... If it's got a reasonable chipset on there, it will last a lot longer than, say, the same machine from 10, 12 years ago. Indeed. Yeah. It's a really good point you make as well. Um, lots of legislation and uh, bouncing around at the moment. Lots of people very nervous and very concerned about that. On the topic of that, what's current? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, again, with the, what, the data protection regulations? Yeah, absolutely. GDPR. GDPR stuff, which is just currently it's, going through the houses at the moment, bouncing buttons and forth between the Lords and the Commons. But... Lots of people think because it's European legislation that it's, you know, once we're out of Europe, it's not going to affect any of us, but that's not the case. No, if we're to do any kind of business continuing with Europe at all, we will have to be compliant with it. And it's the same as anything. If it's um, construction uh, standards, building standards, manufacturing standards, we will still have to be compliant. Uh, absolutely right. So what's kind of concerning your members at the moment? How are they preparing for compliance with this? And, and what advice do you have for people? They're keeping an eye on the situation. At the moment, nothing has been ratified. And as people said before, the general advice is to work towards being GDPR compliant. So long as you are obeying the current data protection laws, keeping an eye on what's happening. But this is where it gets a bit awkward because you'll hear what's happening or what may be happening, but until it's ratified, it's not happening. And it can be terribly confusing. So a lot of our members are keeping their ears very close to the ground. Good advice. Uh, some of them are signing up for various companies that are going to help them along the way. And it's those companies' jobs 
to ensure that those schools are compliant and they'll provide frameworks for doing this, which takes a whole load of a whole load of work off the management and research of it, I suppose. But then again, at the end of the day, you're still going to have to know the legislation rather than putting it on somebody else's shoulders and then if something does go wrong claiming you didn't know what was um, going on at the time it wasn't my job I didn't yeah. do it <laughs> yes exactly um, have you seen anything really exciting at BET so as a technology guru yourself what have you sort of caught your eye particularly this year I've not really had a chance to look around yet but I do have a particular interest in getting down to the Raspberry Pi zone because I've recently found out after a chat with friends when we were bemoaning the um the price of streaming hi-fi gear, you can actually get a Raspberry Pi, a digital audio uh, adapt unit, and make yourself a streaming unit for the home for about six to six pounds. So I'm going to go down there and, and see what they've got there and anybody can talk to who can give some advice on it. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, are things that schools can buy and use immediately in their classrooms, anything? Is any of this virtual reality stuff, this kind of augmented I, reality caught your eye? I, I've seen a couple of stands with the augmented reality on. The virtual reality, I was hoping last year that we would start to see the VR come out and there wasn't a lot there. There was people with headsets on but they still had the uh, manufacturer's demonstration gear on there. I will try and get a look around today and, and have a look but hoping, because I think VR is going to be an incredibly huge thing but it's a bit like tablets in the early days and when the iPads came out and people said well, it's just a big iPhone, what use is this? And suddenly people found the use for that. VR, I think, could be very, very big, but it's all dependent on the software and the pricing of the units themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm hearing that people, even for demonstrations, want to charge schools to come in and show it to them. And that's interesting. That's going to kind of work against them, I think, perhaps in the long run. So It is. And I suppose in a way, because the VR is slowly encroaching in the home. I have a couple of friends who have VR gear. But you have to invest in it. Even yeah. as a home investment, as a consumer event, you, you do have to put a lot of money in there to begin with. But the kids will probably know a lot more about it than the teachers do Yeah. Uh, when it eventually comes in the schools. Well, that will not be a shock for some, will it? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> We're no. already there as well. Um, yeah. If um, colleagues want to join your organisation, where can they yeah. go to find out more, Chris? It's uh, www.edugeek.net. That's E-D-U-G-E-E-K.net. Everything we do is free. Uh, we don't sell you details, we don't pass them on, and we don't spam you. Um, all the facilities on the site are free to use. You can browse the site without having to register. And usually, if you've got a problem or a question, people will help you out within a few minutes if you're posting it up. It's pretty good support. Peer support at its very best. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. I've really enjoyed it. It's nice to talk to the horse's mouth and not the other end, uh, but it's really good. The founder of Edugeek, Chris Byers, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Russell. Just going with seven minutes to five, and Martin Bailey is up next. Thanks very much for your texts and tweets. I'm back after this. Listen, there's a great opportunity to catch up with a, a great, I can't call him an old friend because he's so darn young. It is Martin Bailey from Animate to Educate. This guy is just making space for himself on the planet, and I'm so impressed with you, Martin. It's really good. Welcome to NetSupport Radio, and good to have your company. Thank you very much, Russell. It's good. Now, can everyone understand it? Because I, I am doing subtitles for the radio. The man has the most gorgeous Newcastle. It's not a Gateshead, is it? It is, in fact, a Newcastle. I was born in Newcastle. I do live in Gateshead now, but I was born hey, in Newcastle. Russell shoots and scores. I've got a jingle for that. 
shy. I'm so good. Uh, listeners, Martin's been doing some really innovative uh, uh, tech on the time, talk on the time, some a whole range of uh, activities, free to attend activities up and down the country that brings educators in, supported by a small group of exhibitors, and it's very focused and content. And you've had an enormous success with that this year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's really good. How are things going generally? Yeah, very good. Uh, continuing to support schools, not just in the northeast, but uh, around the UK and beyond now. So, Animate Educate first started very much with an emphasis on pupil workshops in animation, green screen, movie making, those bits of IT as it then was that weren't happening as the norm sure. in schools. And, you know, with the advent of the new national curriculum in 2014 and the rise in tablet technology, things have very much grown, developed, diversified. So now I uh, probably work with teachers and other educators as much as I do with the pupils now, delivering staff training, inset days, speaking at conferences, writing for educational magazines, so on and so forth. But, you know, always very much with children as a focus and whether working directly with them or with the people who will work with the, the children in class on a daily basis. Brilliant. And you're visiting with some young folks tomorrow. They're going to come in and we're going to interview them. We're going to talk about their digital leadership. Is that still quite a hot topic in schools? I think so, yeah. It varies sort of from school to school as to um, how schools are, are utilising digital leaders, what we do, I suppose. Uh, for ourselves, we've combined it almost with that code club sort of idea, which lots of schools are, are doing now. So we're not specifically a digital leaders club, we're not specifically a, a, a code club. You know, the children get a, a whole range of skills. And we this year have started to do that as a after school club because obviously, like everything, there's a limit as to how many times you can sure. take children out of class. And so, you know, last year I got to work with the pupils on a a small amount of basis this time we now have our digital leaders club every Wednesday evening um, so the children get an hour of training input on a Wednesday evening but then they get to utilise those skills in class and around school on a week to week basis both in terms of supporting their peers, supporting staff doing jobs that just make sure that we're, we're able to, to make the most of the, the technology that we have at our disposal in schools. Just absolutely brilliant. Now you're still, you've still got a foot in post, so you're, you're still doing, and I like that, because it's so easy to come out of the classroom and just kind of lose touch with everything that's going on. I like that very much. Can I just draw you on the, on the so you just talked about the digital leaderships um, as a resource for educators. How are educators still feeling? Uh, about that, about young folks in the classroom knowing a whole lot more about the tech than they do. Have we passed that tipping point or are we still experiencing some colleagues there? I, I hope we've passed that tipping point, not just in a, you know, the teaching of computers, ed tech, whatever you want to call it, but across the curriculum as a whole, you know, whether you be the uh, well, you know the, the sage on the stage to the sure. to the guide on the side type sort of philosophy, sure. and obviously you know we're hearing things like flipped learning and being a facilitator of learning as opposed to the you know the all all you know knowledgeable guru at the front of the classroom that sure. children must sort of listen to. So I think digital leaders have helped that, sure. but I hope that it's not just from a computing lesson point of view that it's done that. That actually you know I, I do like that term facilitate of learning. You know it, it sounds a bit cheesy. But but for me, that's what works in the classroom now. It's not about, you know, you must sit and listen to a teacher for 20 minutes and then quietly get on with the task. You know, we, you know, you need that person there to guide the children. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, let's learn about this together. You know, let's be in this together. And for me, that's what I love in the classroom. Not sort of, you know, I know everything and you must listen to me. Sure. You've had a chance to have a good look round the show floor. 
initial impressions from it? What's caught your eye? Is there some interesting technology you're thinking, I've so got to get myself some of that? Or Yeah, I've, I've just I've had a mental block as to the, pro- the the name of the product. We've just seen a, a very... So they've not paid, so I don't care, honestly. Uh, no, 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 I generally have. It was a gentleman from Hungary I've just been speaking to. Some real uh, interesting software that works on, on any sort of whiteboard and sort of really you know gives some great functionality to teachers as to what uh, cool. what they can do. I think they were finalists last night at Bet Awards uh, there, so it's something I'm going to have a little bit explore within the uh, in the in the coming months. I think the the, the Steam Zones really caught my eye. Okay. Sort of this year, very busy, some great stuff going on there. Again, that sort of element of things is the type of activities that our digital leaders are really enjoying and getting into so you know looking forward to taking them over at the steam village in the coming days and you know getting their insight it's one thing me being infused by something but then the day you know i need to see you know is it too easy is it too hard do the children sort of turn out with it but that that seems to be the you know where the party's at the bet this year is in the is in the cool. steam village and when you talk about steam is it we're we talking capital a or are we still a small a for the arts and the stem bit is it really transformed into a capital A now? Is it seriously arty or are we just kind of just paying lip service to it? it depends what your interpretation of art is. You know, I look back to my school days and art as it then was, was a subject I, I didn't like, you know, to use the old term icon, draw, etc. and stuff like that. But I look at the stuff that I do now in terms of animation, movie making, etc. And I suppose that would come under the banner of the art. Yes, it would. It and would. if so you look at like art from that point of view, then I wholeheartedly make it a capital A in, sort of, uh, in steam. If we're thinking, you know, that stereotypical yeah. idea of art, then then maybe not, maybe small A, but, uh, you know, let's let's go with a capital A. No, I'm really pleased to hear that as well. Now, how were the better awards for you? Yeah, I had a uh, lo- lovely evening last night. Uh, I was there as uh, guest of Two Simple Software and, you know, Purple Mash is a product uh, love using around the uh, around the UK but real nice chance to uh, to see what else was sort of coming like I say a product I've just been to, uh, to, to view now is on the back of sort of them being uh, nominated last night the better worlds but it's always nice just to, to network to uh, to see uh, you know other people in the industry and I think certainly last night there was a real general positive vibe which was nice you know I think some years there's maybe been a bit there to promote yourself there yeah. to hope you get the award but not necessarily be a part of the event if I'm you know speaking truthfully where last night there sure. was a you know a real nice general buzz I think the the new venue at Tobacco Bot, uh, Tobacco Dock sort of worked well I wasn't there last year so first time I've, yes. I've been at the new venue and I think that worked worked well it's sort of, uh, uh, as a venue I thought uh, John Coleshaw was excellent as a as a host last night and just yeah it was a real nice positive event to be a part of um, and, you know came away sort of uh, feeling good which certainly 2015 was the last time I'd been there and my experience no. was more positive last night than what it had I'm been I'm really years pleased ago. to hear that because yeah. you know holding it in a very expensive Park Lane hotel is just so at odds with where funding is and where the money is and where teachers are it, but I do like that they've gone for a warehouse kind of thing and I think they've done very well with that it has been fabulous to catch up I'm so looking forward to meeting young folks tomorrow let's get them on the radio and we'll have a really good interview with them but Thank you very much again, Russell. Always a pleasure. Chatting live with the brilliant Martin Bailey. He is Big Cheese, director and founder of Animate to Educate, and they're really easy to find on Twitter and the web. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Russell. 
You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite with Russell Prue. The shows are so professional. Net Support Radio is the best. I love hearing about the latest in education technology. Just the best mix of music and information. We all listen to Net Support Radio. Net Support Radio gives you all the bad news you need. Net Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. Well, listeners, that's your lot for today. It's Thursday. It's the end of the show. It's just coming to three minutes past five. Thank goodness I don't have to fit this into an hour. Uh, Your comments are really important to us, and we'd never miss one of them. We've read everything out, and thank you so much for being part of our story today. We're back here tomorrow for day three. I should have got Martin to do that, shouldn't I? It's just been absolutely perfect. Day three. Um... My goodness, that's always the tipping point, that one, uh, for our Friday show. Should have some really good, got some uh, some schools that have closed and are bringing all of their staff to the show. Look forward to chatting to Matt O'Grady with his staff. And, of course, uh, Ian Rocky will be on the show in person. And he's promised to bring his ocarina. I'm so looking forward to that. Travel safely if you're coming here. And thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thanks for being a part of it. On the Anderton Tiger Radio Network, Net Support Radio with Russell Prey. Just the best mix of news and information. Top quality education radio broadcasting. I'll definitely be listening at four o'clock. Net Support Radio gives you all the bad news you need. Russell always has amazing guests. I love hearing about the latest in education technology. Net Support, all the elements for successful school IT management.